existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. All right, good afternoon, or good morning, or good evening, I guess, depending on when you are listening. I always feel like I want to do that line from The Truman Show. Does anyone know that one? Mm-mm. You know where he says, good morning, good afternoon, or good night, or whatever it is, right? I, I feel like I should say that. But I am your host, Deb, tomorrow uh, with Real Real Estate Today. Please make sure that you are following us on Facebook. We'll post all kinds of interesting things that have to do with today's show, and I'm pretty excited about today's show. Well, first of all, I'm sad. Because um, my usual co-host Karen Russell isn't here, but she is listening. So shout out to Karen! Thank you for listening. And I think she's going to be blowing my phone up during this whole thing. So she's like the police. If I say something, she'll probably get a text. So if you hear some vibrating in the background, it's nothing um, inappropriate. It's just my phone. Um, so that part is sad. But what's happy and exciting to me is that um, I have a guest today, and it's Jeremy Goodrich, and he's with uh, Shine Insurance. And he uh, is going to talk to us about insurance, which in 65 shows, we've never really talked much about insurance. So I have a feeling that we're going to have to have you back for another show because as I'm starting to go through my notes, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's, I have a lot of questions. Absolutely. There's a ton to talk about and I'm super excited to dig into it. Insurance obviously is a huge part of buying a house. Yeah. And and help me remember, because I'm really bad at these things to like, we'll give your contact information. So if people have further questions, how they can get in touch with you. Um, now, are you licensed just in the state of Indiana? We do Indiana, New York, Ohio, Florida. I remember Florida. So yeah. we kind okay. of are expanding out a little bit, but Indiana right. is really where we yeah. do most okay. of our business. And, and certainly, you know, questions all over, you can probably help direct people to the right place to find answers Absolutely. for sure. Because, you know, we're big in Poland. Uh, all right. Well, I can help a little That's bit there. That's the country. Yeah. My YouTube channel, you know, a little bit of international yeah. conversation going on See, you on have there, that so too, right? There are some similarities. Right. What sure. is your YouTube channel? Uh, it's Shine Insurance. Okay. Uh, the YouTube channel there, new home buying and insurance and a little bit of financial advice. Too. Awesome. Awesome. And I know you guys have always have some fun stuff on Facebook. So while you're following me on Facebook, go over there and click on Shine too, because I love your, uh, people always talk about my terrible real estate agent photos that uh-huh. I put up there, but you always put up the hashtag no insurance for you. People yep. do stupid things mm-hmm, a lot of dumb <laughs> dumb decisions pictures of people making bad choices usually and we just kind of laugh at it usually it's standing atop a ladder that's balanced on you know something very precarious and using like a chainsaw yeah there's a lot of ladder stuff a lot of bad chainsaw stuff yeah and i think one of the funniest is someone using like a crane that's holding an actual lawnmower and the lawnmower is spinning and they're trimming their very tall hedges oh my gosh so using a crane and a lawnmower to trim their hedges. It's a pretty good one. That's insane. That's no, that's not safe at all. <laughs> wow. All right. So we're going to get to that, you know, and I was before uh, the show started, I was kind of filling Jeremy and I said, well, we usually do some HGTV gossip at the beginning. And I think he kind of rolled his eyes at me, but whatever, because he's a sport. Oh, yeah. So I, this was brought to my attention. There's hot HGTV news, Jeremy. So you're going to have to bear with us, but I think we're going to come full circle to insurance. So, okay. um, I, and I know Rachel saw this because because uh, Rachel's here, my sister producer, and she sent this to me last night with a big, you know, uh oh, big news. This is a big deal kind of thing. So, do you watch Fixer Upper with our favorite oh, Joanna yeah. and Chip Absolutely. Gaines? Right, all the time. We adore them, right? Yeah. These are good people, and I want to say this. I think they're good people. Mm-hmm. Don't think they have evil intentions or anything like that. So there's some major drama going on. Um, there was a man suspected of drunk driving that smashed through the front wall of a home uh, in Waco, Texas. And these people, the reason it's important is because this house was renovated by Chip and Joanna huh. a few years ago. So when a man suspected of drunk driving, I'm going to read this. I, Rachel sent me the article from, I think, Vogue or something. Yeah, I picked it up from People because <laughs> these are our sources, right? TMZ, People, this is where we get all the important information. Uh, so this is from People magazine. When a man suspected of drunk driving smashed through the front wall of their home in Waco, Texas, early Saturday morning, I think this is just this past Saturday, Kelly Downs and her husband Ken were sleeping in the master suite uh, probably shiplapped, towards the rear of the house. The couple were unharmed, thank goodness, but according to Kelly, the violent incident was a long time coming. 
So I read that headline. I thought, what, this dude was planning to smash through the front of their house for a while? I don't even know, right? She says, it's like the Wild West here. There's been a lot of commotion coming from the bars and the store across the street, she told the Waco Tribune of the neighborhood the couple moved to a year and a half ago. They had been selected to appear on HGTV's hit show Fixer Upper, a dream for Kelly, who was an avid viewer and a big fan of Joanna Gaines' design style, according to the interview in local magazine Wacoan, I think. Waco, Waco. <laughs> I've struggled with this one all day trying to figure out Wacoan. Um, now she says, this is a Fixer Upper gone bad. And I have to ask the question, what the hell does this have to do with the house? Or the neighborhood. I mean, the, isn't the saying at the beginning, the worst houses in the best neighborhoods? Well, but see, and I, I so she's questioning that. But, okay, let me keep going here. It's been a problem from the beginning, Kelly told the Tribune. We feel deceived by the city of Waco. Huh? What's the city of Waco have to do with this? And Chip and Joanna Gaines firm Magnolia Realty, a representative for Magnolia, declined to comment on the Downs' statements. She details that she and her husband, who married in 2013 and moved to Waco specifically because of the opportunity to live in a Magnolia-designed home. Okay, that's a stalker to me. If the only reason you're moving to Waco is so that Joanna Gaines can design a house for you, I mean, I have no words. Okay. I don't know. I bet there's a lot of people who would move to Waco. There probably just are, for Joanna but Joanna Gaines oh, to design a house. I think Joanna Gaines needs to stay away from those people. Yeah, you might, might mm-hmm. need to watch out for sure. Um, so she says we have been intimidated and harassed, and there's a big problem here. It's not safe. So my question as a realtor is: Doesn't the buyer have an obligation to make sure that they're comfortable with the area that they're moving in? Did someone like force them? To- in an area that they're not safe in I, you know where is, why is this someone else's fault I, I guess I, that's what I'm struggling with well absolutely if you take the celebrity out of it and you would never like blame your designer for a car hitting your house right. in a normal scenario so right it's kind of silly that they're blaming the designer for all this other stuff that's going on right so uh, the story continues Waco has seen a boon uh, boom in recent years thanks largely in part to the popularity of the Gaines Show and their Magnolia Market at the Silos, which has in turn boosted revenues for hotels and businesses. Tourist numbers have tripled to $1.9 million per year. I know we were talking about this a few weeks ago, and Rachel had sent me some numbers, and the population has even gone way up. But, you know, Waco's on the rise, man. Um, according to Kelly, not all the residents are happy about the changes. People have complained about their taxes going up because we moved here. We? You? Mm, you have that power? Um, store owners have complained about taxes. Uh, and wait, there's more. Uh, so this is now an interesting twist mm-hmm. to this story. Right. The Downses have also been capitalizing on Waco's growing tourist trade. The one so they, they like it, but they don't they like it. But they just like it, criticized yeah, okay. in the previous breath. Renting their home uh, through the home sharing sites VRBO and Airbnb. But the listing for the Downs Fixer Upper Home on the uh, former on the Airbnb includes a disclosure about the neighborhood. Our Fixer Upper is located in an older neighborhood where good people are working to improve their homes and bring up the neighborhood. It is a work in progress with which we are pleased to be involved. We ask that you please be patient and understanding as as we undergo the growing pains of neighborhood revitalization, we are working with the city of Waco, council members and planners in hopes of adding improvements to this part of town. Now, I, if that's all I knew about these people, that they wrote that, I'd be like, let me take you to dinner. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I just, mm, so moral of the story, this is what I wrote after much thought and debate. Just be nice, dang it. Mm-hmm. Be realistic and be accountable for your own life. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, all the good things that are happening in this town sounds like there's some bad ones, too, maybe, or some struggling pieces of the story. But, I mean, it, the Fixer Upper show has done a lot for Waco, right. I would imagine. Right. And, and, I, I, and I come full circle back to, I think they're good people with good intentions. Mm-hmm. And why everybody's trying, what are you doing to my Joanna? She doesn't deserve this. She just wants to make cupcakes. I bet it's hard to be a realtor in Waco right now. It probably is hard to compete. Like, they're probably everybody calls Magnolia, and they probably have two realtors, and maybe I should move to Waco. And <laughs> No, thanks. But um, so anyways, I thought, so that's the latest and the greatest uh, on Joanna and Chip. Probably another, yet another frivolous lawsuit coming their way. They're almost going to mm. rival Rob Kardashian in terms of stupid legal problems. Um, I do like those two. Yeah. 
I know. They're nice people, right? Mm. I don't know. I think they're genuine. But anyways, so that brings us to, as an insurance agent, mm-hmm. how many times have you dealt with cars going through houses? A couple. Okay, because Rachel and I took a poll between ourselves, and between the two of us, we've had three vehicles hit houses. <laughs> Just between, between the, the two of you? Well, one of them wasn't really a house for me. It was it went through my the front yard of a rental property, and it ripped up the neighbor's fence and the water meter Mm -hmm. um and then the lady fled abandoned the car that complicates it her mother happens to be a lender in town it's really kind of interesting (laughs) to me but anyways but i did have one yeah specifically hit a house Mm -hmm. leave car parts behind I picked up the car parts and went all CSI, walking up and down the streets. I found the car. Where did his car go? I was like matching them up, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And you had one too, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Rachel called you Uh because she's your her insurance agent. About that situation, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of you hit your own house with your car, usually in your garage. I mean, that's not as good of a story, but that's probably the most common, you know, hitting a house. And then the other ones are usually people who have houses on the end of streets or something like that. And somebody just couldn't stop and ended up in their living room. There's been at least two or three here in Bloomington or Ellisville in the past year or two. There was a bank that got hit recently that the intersection Mm -hmm. teed and it was kind of at the T and someone just kept going straight. Mm -hmm. And then the... um, Mexican food place. Uh, yes. Uh, somebody oh, came yeah, right yeah, over through. here by the mall, Casa yeah, Brava. Yeah, came, Casa Brava. Yep. Someone came right through the window. Usually where Karen and I are sitting. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we, were, we were there at that time. Dodge a bullet on that one for yeah, sure. So absolutely. it happens. Well, we'll talk about insurance stuff when we come back from the break. We'll talk a little bit more with Jeremy Goodrich of Shine Insurance. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right. Thank you for coming back and thank you for listening to today's show. I'm pretty excited that we're going to share a lot about insurance that is sort of um, kind of a confusing process, and I think a lot of people just sort of blindly hand it over to their insurance agent. So we're going to try and empower you a little bit with what you need to know and what questions you need to ask. But before we do that, I have to go back because 
there was a phrase that we had come up with, not come up with, but we had discovered last night uh, a new term and I want to start to coin it. You know, I'm big on, you know, coining terms and then we try to get t-shirts printed up or whatever. And uh, it was in a, was it the Vogue, Vogue magazine or Variety or something? When talking about the... um, Chip and Joanna Gaines story with a car going through the house. And it was talking about how Waco had been shiplapidated. It wasn't dilapidated. It was shiplapidated. And I was like, we have got to use, find a word. So everybody's, everybody's uh, quest out there. This is your little quiz now. You find a way this week to work shiplapidated into your conversation. And then you go over to my Facebook page, Dub Tomorrow Realtor, and post it. And uh, I'll come up with some sort of prize for the best one at the end, right? That's so solid. ship lapidated, you have your challenge now. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump right into it because God knows I waste a ton of time just chit-chatting on this show. And there's good information to be had. So Jeremy Goodrich with Shine Insurance. First of all, tell everyone how they can reach you if they have questions. Uh, shineinsurance.com is the best okay. way to find us and find any of the resources that we've created. Awesome. So let's talk first about the steps um, when you're buying a home mm-hmm, to getting insurance yeah. because that's an important part and it always seems from the realtor standpoint it's sort of that afterthought because we're all mm-hmm. focused on you know getting the deal negotiated and then we're focused on inspections and it's like oh crap oh, yeah crap you, you know the, the lender's like you gotta go get insurance and <laughs> I don't know how many times I have buyers that are scrambling at the last yeah. minute like and they just grab sort of the first insurance policy so um I wish Karen were here because she would tell us a little bit about why it's important for lenders. But lenders want to make sure that you have insurance. Oh, absolutely. Because they're lending money based on keeping your home as kind of collateral. And if that home were to burn down or something like that, they would want to know that it was going to be replaced. Right. So the first thing you have to do, um, you had written out sort of a nice little list for me. But you said Mm -hmm. the first thing, you know, in the home buying process is that you've got to get a quote. Yeah. And I think we'll talk a little bit later in the show about how you determine what insurance mm-hmm. agent you should call. But you get a quote and you send to the lender. Now, my question to you is what kind of information does a home buyer need to provide you so that you can put a quote together? Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, the the step in getting a quote, I mean, when you have a an address when you have an actual place you know that you want to make the offer Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we're wanting to get pre-approved before we make an offer Mm -hmm. and we're Mm -hmm. wanting to understand something about insurance even before we get pre-approved right when we go to those mortgage mortgage calculators Mm -hmm. they want to know how much your insurance is going to Mm -hmm. cost not that you need an exact number but you need something right right and so i think almost the first step is to go to an insurance agent that you know early on in the process while you're in the like, pre-approval process yeah, what yeah. an interesting concept that nobody has ever knocked me <laughs> over the head with but yeah. you're right and I always try to explain to people when Karen's going to pre-qualify you for a mortgage she has to make some assumptions mm-hmm. and so she's kind of picking a number out of the air right. using her magical skills um, to say you know okay I think your insurance is going to be mm, 700 and sometimes it comes back at 3200 and that and changes that your payment yeah like crazy so I think to go to your insurance agent and your insurance agent could ask you some basic questions like, do you plan to buy in town or in the country? Okay. Do you plan to buy a house for $150,000-ish or do you plan to buy a house for four hundred or 500000 These basic pieces of information can give your insurance agent the opportunity to say, you know, I think it's going to be around $1,300 a year. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd put in the mortgage calculator, mm-hmm. and I think we'll be close on that. Great. So step one to me is going even before you know what house mm-hmm. you're making an offer on mm-hmm. and just getting a sense yeah. of what that number is going to be so you get that pre-approval right. Sure. And one of the things I tell people is here's your here's your test that you know you have a good realtor and you have a, know you have a good lender, and now I'm going to be able to add, and now you know you have a good mm-hmm. insurance agent, is that they're willing to sit down and have that conversation with you before you have – house picked out because I'm going to guess there are probably some people out there that are like just come back to me when you've got something you know I don't want to spend a lot of time Um, but there are a lot of really good agents out there who are willing to sit down and have that conversation with you yeah and I guess if you called like an 800 number or something and you didn't have an address that would be the end of the conversation yeah because where are they going to go from there? right exactly but I think if you have a local agent and someone you trust then they Mm -hmm. can do that for you and so once uh, once you have a house picked out, is there other specific information that um, the buyer needs to provide you with so you can work up that exact quote? Absolutely. So, you know, one of, some of the big ones are how old's the roof? Yeah. A lot of times 
I want to make a quote for someone before they've had the inspection. Mm -hmm. So they're not exactly sure how old the roof is. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be an exact answer. If it's fallen apart and it's been on there for 30 years, we need to know that, you know, or if it's relatively new, we need to know that as well. So that's a good, because I get people who ask me that all the time. They say, well, my insurance agent needs to know how old the roof is and when the plumbing was updated. You know what? Nobody knows. Right. I don't know that answer. You know, I'd be like, well, it's like electric. It's not knob and tube. So. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you don't have fuses, you you have circuit breakers, that's a good thing. Yeah. If you have a roof that's relatively, you know, young, that's a good thing. And that should be what your insurance agent needs to know. Well, it's less than 10 years old. Okay. That's perfectly fine. Okay. Or the person who bought it before bought it five years ago and they said it was pretty new at the time. Yeah. You know, nobody knows when the plumbing was put in unless you put it in. Right. So guesstimation is part of the process. Okay. Um, And obviously after you have the inspection, you should have a better idea of what those are. Yeah. So if... I tell people that a lot. I said, well, your home inspector should, yeah, they usually can say, you know, your roof is 5 to 10 or 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. old kind of thing. Yeah. So all those pieces of the puzzle, some insurance companies are going to ask for tons and tons and tons of details. Mm-hmm. My policy is to ask as few questions as possible and then go out into the systems that exist online and get the rest of the answers. Tell me what um, those systems are. I know some of them are top secret and you probably can't talk about them. I, there people are no don't, top secret systems. But people don't, don't know. Think. I was having this conversation with someone just the other day and it was they were getting ready to get their insurance Mm -hmm. and I said well um you know you can contact your insurance agent and find out if the homes had claims on it before Mm -hmm. right I mean you know if you were really that concerned about if it's in a flood zone or something like Mm -hmm. that um and he was like not understanding I said well it's like that Carfax thing you know I mean there's there are some national systems I guess yep absolutely so I mean on claims and things of that nature, we have something called LexisNexis, which is uh, insurance agents can pull information and see, you know, tickets, we can see claims, Uh we can see um, credit history, we can see all those kinds of things in our systems. So that's part of what we're doing, any insurance agent is doing when they're looking at getting new insurance is finding out if there are a ton of claims or if there are a ton of tickets in an auto insurance scenario. Right. Um, Or if there have been lots of claims on the house now you don't get charged for old claims on a house which is an interesting piece of information Um, even if that house has had three or four claims in the past five years that's not going to change your insurance premium because you weren't the owner at the time okay but if you had previous properties and you were making claims all the time would that impact that would impact your premium even on the new house the claims Mm -hmm. would follow you so the claims when it comes to homeowners insurance are connected with the the human beings rather than the property. Okay. They follow you around. Um, I had a, this was, gosh, 10 years ago, and so things have probably changed, but I I remember I had this listing, and uh, the the buyer's agent came back to me and said, well, they can't get insurance because uh, the homes had uh, all these break-ins. And I'm like, no, because it's way out in the middle of the country, and it Mm. was like a new home. And they ended up, they had the wrong address or the wrong, something was wrong about it, but Mm. I was like, that was the first time I realized that there are things about the house that can impact Sure, there are. And if there had been many break-ins to a given house Mm -hmm. um, and we saw that, that might be an issue with insurance. We'd want to know that maybe you had a central alarm system or something like that. So sometimes the history does come up, but it shouldn't be a red flag. Uh, It should be something that can be worked through. Okay. And just a note to um, home buyers out there, many of our purchase contracts have contingencies in there. It's one of the most forgotten contingencies. We know inspections, we know financing, we know appraisal, but there is usually an insurance contingency that says that the closing of the transaction is contingent on the buyer getting satisfactory insurance. And then there's a timeline associated with that I usually do something like 15 to 20 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if for whatever reason you can't get satisfactory insurance, that's an out uh, in the contract. I've never had anyone use it, um, but it, well, it the, is there. The most common problem with that is probably the flood scenario. So you're mm, in a flood zone true. and you don't realize it. And now you have to get flood insurance. Um, and when you have to get flood insurance, now your insurance premium p- potential is tripled. Yeah. Uh, so That's having a good question. to get we'll flood insurance is a real important part of, you know, early on before you make that offer, knowing what your insurance scenario is there. And I think on the real estate side, you all know 
um, there's a red flag somewhere. We are supposed to disclose if it is in a floodplain. So the, the um, seller would disclose. The seller should disclose that, but that's something right. certainly to pay attention to um, because, yeah, you're right. And I always tell people, I'm like, that can that can change your story when you have to get mm-hmm. flood insurance for sure. Okay, so um, you've given all that. Now, let me, let me stick on this a little bit more because I think mm-hmm. this is really a good meat for people because every once in a while I have – um, buyers who their insurance agent calls me and says, well, I need to get into the house to look at it, or I need to take a picture of the water heater and the electric panel. Mm-hmm. So, But that's not something all insurance agents oh, do. I can tell you exactly what's going on there. Uh, so most insurance companies do want to do an inspection after the policy is written. Okay. And if we put the policy in place 30 days prior to closing, mm-hmm. then the trigger for having the inspector come out mm-hmm. happens before closing. Oh, okay. And some people will try and call the real estate agent mm-hmm. to get in. My answer as a real estate agent would simply be no. Okay. And if you want to come in. I've said no. I've said, oh. I've told, I had a couple inspectors do that to real estate agents, and they called me and said, hey, you know, uh, this is baloney, and I don't want to have to do this. And so I had to give that inspector you know, a little speech about waiting until yeah. they, they come back. Now, I know I had one just recently that um, it was a really interesting property because it was two houses side by side and mm. about 7,000 square feet and seven bedrooms and seven and a half bathrooms. It went on and on and on and on. And they got a quote and they were able to go with that quote. But the insurance agent was like, you know, if I could see the house, I might be able to get them a lower quote. I just can't imagine it because it was just such a unique property. And so we did let him out for that. In that example, so. that might make sense. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go to break and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about getting that uh, insurance policy in place and a little bit more about what affects your rates. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Music 
You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right. We are back talking with Jeremy Goodridge of Shine Insurance. You can contact him on shineinsurance.com, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, if you have any questions about insurance needs, and we were talking about um, what you do, what were the steps to getting a quote? Um, so what a lender needs is what in the biz we call a deck sheet, mm-hmm. which stands for a declaration sheet, right? That's right. Which is sort of, how would you describe a declaration sheet? It's kind of like the table of contents of an insurance policy. So it kind of tells you what's inside. Okay. So there's the it's the part that most people are used to seeing, and it's just tells Tells you your coverage limits and all those okay. kinds of things. There's lots of like legal documents that are behind it, so that's like the the content of the book. Okay. But you almost never look at that. You look just the deck pages, yeah. just the overview. And so that's showing the lender that you're sort of pledging to. Yes, we have a policy in place. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people don't uh, or they forget too is that most buyers are not paying for that year of insurance when they meet their insurance agent, it's something that gets paid at closing. Mm -hmm. Um, And for a lot of my buyers, we ask for um, seller closing cost assistance, and Mm -hmm. it gets paid out of that too. So at closing, you're paying for your first year of insurance. Exactly, yeah. And then going forward, this is where I always say, Karen's not here so I can bash lenders, right? I say, lenders don't trust you. (laughs) Uh, So your lender wants to make sure that your insurance is paid Mm -hmm. every year. So they're going to start to collect one-twelfth of that estimated bill every year. And then on the anniversary of you buying the house, that's when your one year is up on your insurance policy. Your lender pays it, so you never usually have to pay it. Yeah, so a lot of people never pay attention to their homeowner's policy because there's no point where you have to pay out of pocket for it. Right. As long as you're paying your monthly mortgage payment, which has obviously interest and principal, but also your escrow contribution, which is insurance and also usually property taxes, then you're paying your insurance. Right. And so the bill goes to your escrow account with your mortgage lender and that gets paid and it's done. Right. So I want to encourage people because we like to try and empower people and give them information to maybe try to be a little bit more involved in your insurance policy. Um, And that's why I was saying I think this is a great show to do because it feels like it's really passive to a lot of people. And if you said, what's your deductible? People are going to be like, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they ask, uh, you know, is this covered? Or is that covered? Or do I have this, you know, whatever. And I even do it. I remember asking my insurance agent, uh, Anthem Health Insurance had mm-hmm. a big um, identity theft thing going on. And so we got worried and we thought, oh gosh, you know, so maybe we need to make sure we have some of this identity theft protection insurance. Mm -hmm. And I called my insurance agent and she's like, no, you have that on your homeowner's insurance because I wouldn't let you not have it. I'm like, okay, that's great. I didn't know. I could have gone to one of these online companies and paid for additional coverage and I already had it. Um, So I want to empower people to um, be more involved in that. Um, and so I think here in a second, I want to talk about the kinds of coverages, you know, mm-hmm. property coverage and liability. But first, I just want to ask a couple more questions about what are the th- main things that affect your insurance rate? We've talked mm-hmm. about like age of roof, mm-hmm. um, plumbing and things like that. Are there other things that impact? Yeah, I mean, a, a major factor is your credit. Okay. So um, we Ever don't... hear that? Your credit. <laughs> Your credit has to do with, obviously, a lot of stuff. I'm sure, Deb, you talk about it all All the time. time. And one of the things it has to do with is insurance. So, you know, that's a major factor. Um, Do do you have an idea of, like, if it's above this much? You know, we often talk with loan situations. You know, you want to be above 640 to really have a shot at getting a loan. 720, 780, those are sort of golden numbers. Do you have similar cutoffs? Do you know? Is it sort of a magical, no one really understands algorithm? There's not a golden number, and it's because every company makes their decisions on their own. Okay. So each company is different okay. is the answer. Okay. In general, you can say better credit is is better and lower credit is worse. But yeah. um, there are some companies, there aren't very many of them, but there are 
are some who don't use credit at all. Okay. So there's that piece. Most companies do use credit. Some will put heavy weight on higher credit. Mm-hmm. So you could see price go down significantly okay. for those folks who have super high credit. Some don't do it that way. And they, you know, you'll see some decrease as your credit gets better, but not as much. So every company makes their own decision okay. about that. And so it's impossible to say there's this hard line. For gotcha. Yeah. But just remember... Having a decent credit score can do more than just help you get a low interest rate. It can also help you get low um, insurance. Uh, insurance. Absolutely. I know I had a situation once where I bought a rental property and I went to um, uh, my who my insurance agent was at that time and said, can you, you know, I need a quote for this. And he didn't give me a quote. He just signed me up for it. And when it came back, it was really expensive. And I was like, whoa, what's going on there? And he said, well, you're far away from a fire hydrant. Yeah, and that's another piece. So it's a fire station and fire hydrant. And so being far away from a fire station, some companies have a hard line where, you know, if you're more than six miles away, they won't even offer insurance. So then the further away you get, the fewer companies you have to choose from. Um, A fire hydrant is always, is often a factor. Yeah. I guess I should never yeah. say always. Yeah, but I always um, joke and nobody ever gets it when, when I show a house to a client and there's a fire hydrant in the front yard. I said, oh, you're an insurance agent. I love this house. Yeah. And they're like, what? I was like, well, I think it's funny. But yeah. Now, one of the questions usually is, is there a fire hydrant within 500 feet? Mm-hmm. And actually, our example is this town we're in, Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Every house in Bloomington, mm-hmm. like inside of Bloomington City proper, mm-hmm. is within 500 feet of a fire hydrant. So everybody is. Yeah. It's more when you get further out into right. the country. Right. So, okay. you know, that's when it becomes more of an issue. So, yeah. and you can just know rule of thumb if you're going to be in the country, you know, I guess look for a fire hydrant. There usually isn't one right. very close and that's right. just going to be the way it is. But I would also encourage people to, you know, if you get that one quote and they say, well, it's because of the distance from a, a fire hydrant or fire station, that that's your sign that you maybe need to shop around a little bit because there are other agents who have or other companies that maybe have different standards because that's what I ended up doing was mm-hmm. I you know went to someone else and they said well, can we can we quote this for you and they just said yeah we don't really that we don't take that into consideration that's mm-hmm. not a factor for us and you know and they gave me a rate that was significantly that was less yeah huh I mean yeah there's much more variable rating coming into insurance yeah whereas this idea of distance from fire hydrant distance from fire station is a fairly antiquated concept mm-hmm. because most towns have tanker trucks yeah you know and so while they don't have the volume you could get from a fire hydrant they still have water sure and and so maybe the distance to a fire station is actually more important and fires just aren't as common anymore yeah you know tornadoes m- might be something that happens more different mm-hmm. kinds of losses are happening for homes right Fires used cars to be driving through the front. cars driving through the front of your, lot. Yeah. your house. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Rachel's neighborhood is Pumas. <laughs> they, they seem to have all a the time. Word on the street in Happening Rachel's neighborhood is that there's a puma on the loose. Um, <laughs> that's what um, I think. I heard that. Yeah, yeah that's what the social wild, media. Right? Social That's media cool. for a couple of years has been, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, saying there's pumas. So, you know, I'm sure. I don't it's know if you have coverage for that or not. You might want to check that and see if you have coverage for that. Um, <laughs> puma attack. So speaking well. of which then, so what are the basic parts? You said there's, you know, in your notes you've given me, there are two basic parts of homeowner's insurance of property coverage and the liability coverage. Yeah. So can you talk just a little bit about what those, the difference between those two? Yeah, it's really simple. So profit, property coverage is uh, coverage for your stuff. Okay. That could be your house. That could be your belongings inside your house. Does it always include your belongings? Yes. I've never seen a homeowner's policy that doesn't include your belongings. Now, in a rental house situation, it's slightly different. You're not going to include belongings because you don't have any belongings inside a rental house. That's someone else's stuff. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, But inside a home, all homeowner's policies should have coverage for your stuff. Okay. you got coverage for other structures. If you Mm -hmm. have a pool detached garage, you know, barns, mm-hmm. anything like that. And then finally, yeah. So other structures, personal property and the house itself is going to be your property coverage. Okay. And then liability is just coverage for bad things that happen to other people because of you. So bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to good I people. Say that a lot. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so when bad things happen to other people because of you, a lot of times you would be financially responsible for that. Right. So if in an auto insurance, which is the easiest example, sure. you rear end another car, you've damaged your car, their car, you've maybe hurt someone else. Mm-hmm. Those are all things that are your responsibility. And so the liability coverage on your policy 
would is what protects you and covers those right. costs. So someone slips and falls on your sidewalk. That's where your liability, liability. would come in. On your what about policy. if somebody were doing work on your property? Like, say they decided to trim your hedges with mm-hmm. a lawnmower dangling from a crane. Right. Exa- great example. Are you liable for their stupidity? Well, if no. They're on you your property, they, their business liability okay. policy. So, but if I, they didn't have, because you know th- that happens yeah, a lot. That's where it gets messy. So yeah. we just had somebody who uh, they were having someone cut down a tree, mm-hmm. came out to cut the tree down, cut the tree down, hit the house. Okay. So that's a pretty common example, yeah, right? Right. And the um, the liability is clearly on the person who was hired to come out right. and take the tree down, so they should have liability insurance. Um, in that case, the individual didn't. So our policy paid, but that also means then in that situation that that person who cut the tree down now has an sued. insurance company coming after him. And they're going to, yeah. yeah so his I name is probably Jason, but <laughs> we'll talk about that off air because I probably know. Uh, okay, so that, that yeah. kind of covers you in that sense. Yeah, so coverage for your stuff is property coverage and coverage for bad things that happen to other people is liability coverage. So how do you make sure you have enough coverage for your property so because I don't feel like anybody's ever asked me really I don't know they just probably like look me up and down and go yeah you don't own furs so (laughs) for your stuff yeah you know I think that most policies do a really good job of providing enough coverage maybe too much coverage I mean the the long answer would be to figure out kind of what you have and make sure you have coverage for that Mm -hmm. nobody's going to go through their house and you know okay my bed would probably cost a thousand dollars to replace my couch would cost a thousand dollars my you know consider going through your whole wardrobe like no one would do that right um I think that making Making sure that you have a well-rounded policy. I know that's a general thing to mm-hmm. say, um, but most policies take the value of your home, which is called the dwelling coverage on your insurance okay. policy, and then they insure your personal property to some percentage of that. Okay. So let's say you have your house insured for two hundred thousand dollars, and you have a fifty percent personal property, then you okay. have a hundred thousand dollars right. of per- personal And my guess is because these insurance companies have all kinds of people sitting in little cubicles with calculators going right. And so they do all these charts and they kind of figure out all these averages. I think that insurance is a big game of kind of averages. So they say so the average person who owns a two hundred thousand dollar house on average has a hundred thousand dollars worth of belongings and they come up with a actuarial table kind of thing. Yeah, a percentage. So if you got a million dollar house you might have five hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff where someone with a $200,000 house may have $100,000 worth of stuff. Okay. Let's run to our final break, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about how do you find find a good insurance agent. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back. We are learning so much today. And I just over the break, I was telling Jeremy I want him to come back and we're going to do, I want to do a show on like insurance disasters. We'll have to make sure Karen's here for that because, yeah, she had this huge flood. She had like a plumbing pipe burst and they weren't home uh, at the time and yeah. they were gone for a few hours and it was a really big deal. And, Turns into $10,000, $20,000 yeah. claim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably even more than that. And, and she was like calling me because I was the only one that had no life at 11 o'clock on a you know, Saturday night. Like, what do I do? And I'm like, call your insurance agent. And she's like, I don't know who that is. So <laughs> speaking of that, yeah. what are some ways – uh, two questions, I guess. What are how should you go about finding an insurance agent, and what what are the things you should be looking for in addition to just cost yeah. of the policy? Yeah. So let's start with ways you should be you can look for an insurance mm-hmm. agent, and there really are three of them. So the first one is the one I I just really don't think you should do, and that's go out on the internet and call an eight hundred number. Yeah, I would agree. And with that. you know, have them give you insurance. And it's not that those companies aren't good companies or any mm-hmm. of that kind of thing. It's that you don't have any advice. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been sitting here talking about stuff and skimming the surface, and it still is complicated. Yeah. You know, and so you think about the depths of complication that we deal with, and it's just like, you know, if you could have a financial advisor for free to help you with your finances, then you would do it. If mm-hmm. you could have have a realtor to help you buy buy a house if you're a buyer basically mm-hmm. for free right you would do it and so having a local agent whether that's one of the other two steps I'm mm-hmm. going to share it just makes sense and sure. it's free there's no additional cost to having a local person who's actually advising you cool. so my advice would be not to take step number one which is go out on the you know call an 800 number or whatever yeah option two is to speak with uh, what's called a captive agent or someone who I never a, knew they were called that it's like, yeah, because they're an employee of the company. Gotcha. So this is uh, a lot of the commercials you see on TV. So State Farm or Allstate or Nationwide. Mm-hmm. These are uh, when you go to a State Farm agent in your town, mm-hmm. that is an employee of that insurance company. Okay. Now, the good part of that is that you have someone who's advising you. That person is going to talk to you about coverage limits and what you should have on your policy. And that's a great thing. That makes mm-hmm. it way better mm-hmm. than uh, just going to an 800 number. Mm-hmm. Um, the negative is that they were for one company and Mm -hmm. so they're only going to have one option to provide you Mm -hmm. Um, but captive agents are great there's lots of them and Mm -hmm. that's certainly a better option than just calling 800 Mm -hmm. numbers and then the third way which is what I am is an independent agent now I'm a little biased so I'll not try try not to give you too much bias but I think an an independent agent is an entrepreneur is a self is self-employed individual who's created a business and their business is to go out and find insurance companies that they think are great that they want to work with Mm -hmm. and then provide them to local people. And these are not going to be the same captive. That's correct. I can't so go to I can't yeah. go get State Farm. I yeah. can't offer you State Farm. I yeah. can't offer you any of those captive companies. They've made the choice to have their own local agents and yeah. that's the avenue that they offer okay. insurance. So, if would you say this is accurate if you were going to shop if you want to do some shopping for insurance, maybe mm-hmm. comparing a captive to an independent would be mm-hmm. covering your bases the most. I mean, I, I think that when you go to an independent, I, I think that would be a good way to cover bases is pick, you know, su- just pick people that you have been advised to go to. Mm-hmm. Go out on Facebook and say, who do you get your insurance from? Mm-hmm. Uh, ask your friends, ask your family. Mm-hmm. Go to, I think it's more important whether they're captive or independent that they're trustworthy. Okay. You know, so I would say, you know. Gosh, that sounds exactly like what we tell people that when they're picking a realtor and when they're picking a lender. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so, um, yeah, I guess those would be my questions. Then what are the things that they should be looking for? And I'm assuming that responsiveness is yeah. a, would be a big thing. Yeah, I think responsiveness, I think personal connection. I think you can look at people's websites sometimes and just see if you vibe with them. Yeah. You know? um, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. But if you think somebody's super cool, you get a great energy from them, and then they say they're going to provide a proposal to you in you know 24 hours and mm-hmm. you don't hear from them for a week, not a great sign. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So those kinds of things, obvious things that you look for in any business or any business owner would be the same right. with us. I think, you know, if you're going to go try a captive, I would definitely try at least two captives. Okay. I think if you have a trustworthy independent, mm-hmm. you know, they're shopping for you. Yeah. And so in a lot of ways, it's okay to go to them and say, you know, hey, I, I'm just coming to you. Show me what all your companies can right. do. Because they're going to show you five or six different options and okay. zoom in on one. And I usually tell uh, my buyers that it's a good time to you know check recheck your car insurance at the same time would you give that advice oh absolutely so bundling bundling is is absolute i mean it's not a sales thing it is actually true it is something that you should always do if you can you know if you've got a dui or something like that you probably can't bundle in the mm-hmm. same way that, that somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. but Bundling gives you access to different companies. There are some companies that only do home and auto insurance together. Okay. So by not bringing your auto in, oh, then you, you, don't. you don't even have access to those companies. Okay. Um, there's always a discount for bringing your auto over, and it's really simple. Why? Because home and homeowners insurance is not profitable for insurance companies, and auto insurance is profitable for insurance companies. Oh. So they want your auto because they know they can make money off of the auto. But the, but on the homeowner's insurance, they're going to replace your roof after a hailstorm. Yeah, <laughs> You're not making any money on that. They know they're going to lose money on, so yeah. they're willing to do it. But when you, you don't want to package the other stuff, it's less enticing to them. So they're not going to give you the discounts. There's going to be negatives. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We have three minutes till close, so I don't know if you can answer this question or not. But how do mm-hmm. you compare policies if you're shopping around? Because mm-hmm. there's different factors. So what are, you know, top two or three things that you would need to look at mm-hmm. when you're looking at um, a, a proposal to make sure that you're comparing apples to apples? I think that, you know, the number one thing is going to be that dwelling coverage. So okay. it's the first coverage on most policy declarations pages or proposals, and that's how much you're insuring the house for. Okay. If you can get different companies to make that level, mm-hmm. you know, so if it's $328,000, mm-hmm. let's make it $328,000 with everyone. The problem is companies are going to all want to do it with different replacement costs. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, it is. But if you can get it as close as you can, that's going to be a fair comparison. Okay. Generally, if you see a policy that has extras or packages or yeah. things that cost more, that's a good thing. Okay. I won't get into all the deals okay. of, details of why, but having lots of what's called endorsements. Yeah. Things that are going to expand the coverage on your policy shows you, one, that the policy is better, and two, that the agent is not afraid to show you the kind of policy they think you should have Mm -hmm. rather than the cheapest one they can possibly put together for you. So, And then I would say number three is probably your deductible amount. Your deductible. Because that can, I know on some of my rental properties, I carry a high deductible and that's just part of our business plan, but you can, you know, manipulate that. So three things you need to look at, um, the amount of the dwelling coverage, trying to get that as similar as possible to be able to compare policies, the number of endorsements, um, and the more endorsements, the better, and then the amount of your deductible. So that can help you, um, Awesome. Well, that's really great information. I want to remind everyone, again, if you have specific questions for Jeremy, he would love to answer them. Absolutely. Shineinsurance.com. But check him out on Facebook and on uh, YouTube. Uh, your Facebook's just Shine Insurance, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Because they've got some really fun stuff in addition to really educational stuff. Um, Jeremy does a lot of work with entrepreneurs um, as well as first-time home buyers. Um, he provides a ton of information. I've helped him out with some podcasts there. So um, great resources um, that stretch well beyond just your insurance needs, which I think shows that he's uh, definitely full service. So thank you so much for joining us today, Jeremy. I hope you can come back soon because I think we've got more to talk about. I think we do too, and it was a pleasure. Thank you, Deb. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another great show. This was Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.